Hey everybody, you're listening to Table Talks with New Directions, the Domestic Violence Shelter and Rape Crisis Center of Knox County. We hope that listening to this podcast gives you an inside look into the world of domestic and sexual violence. Throughout these episodes, you will hear from advocates, preventionists, community partners, and even from survivors themselves. Thanks for tuning in. Table Talks. Today we have a very special guest with us. We have Ryan Wolf. So Ryan, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, it's so good to be here with you guys. Thank you for having me on. So yeah, so as you said, my name is Ryan Wolf. I'm from Asheville, Ohio, so just about 30 minutes directly south of Columbus. I graduated from Taze Valley High School um, in 2019. I come from a family of educators. My dad has been a longtime administrator. My mom and my sister have both taught for many years and uh, so I came to MVNU in the fall of 2019 uh, to be an integrated language arts education major and uh, to play college basketball under Coach Renee. And I did that for two years and then kind of stepped away from, from playing basketball and transitioned to playing tennis and to also coaching basketball. Um, and it was kind of during during that time, that transition throughout my junior year of college, really, that kind of God kind of put on my heart to to change some of my passions and desires from education to potentially ministry and so I did an internship at my home church in the the summer of 2022 and that was when I got a call from Pastor Troy here in town um, at New Life Church in Nazarene which I had called my church home while I'd been here at college and pretty much he just said hey we're looking for a guy and your name's been thrown around a little bit and um, I thought it was pretty pretty crazy because I was going to be a youth pastor during my senior year of college, and that, I mean, that's just kind of crazy. But um, yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up at New Life, and now I'm, I'm in full-time youth ministry, and I'm loving it. So yes, you're the youth pastor at New Life Church, mm-hmm. um, and then you also have some other roles in the community as mm-hmm. well, correct? Yeah, so the other other prominent role that I, I serve in is the, the chaplain for the men's basketball team over at MVNU, and um, really just get to invest in them and pour into them spiritually, um, which is something that, that I'm super interested in. I love sports in so many ways that I can do that. I'm also involved in the, the Rule Cougar Basketball League through All Out Sports, um, so I'm a kind of game day manager for that. So dealing with families and coaches and uh, making sure things are run well um, in in a local sports organization as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So November, which is November, mm-hmm. um, is a world recognized month to um, acknowledge men and the mental health problems that men um, go through but might not talk about. So you deal with youth, you deal with men, you deal with boys, all on any all age spectrum. So what does engaging boys and men look like to you? To me, it really starts with intentional investment, um, understanding that, that on my end, I, I am intentionally pouring into boys and into men. And simply kind of being quite frank with them and being straight up with the the boys that I work with and, and letting them know that I'm a resource for them. Um, I am someone who's available to them, simply expressing concern and interest in their lives. Um, and then the other side of the coin is kind of this idea of guarding and guiding them um, through these these critical years of their life. When I think of guarding, I think of guarding them against, you know, the lies about who society and culture say they are. Um, breaking some of those stereotypes and guarding them against those stereotypes and then guiding them kind of into the truth of who they are, who they've been created to be, who God has created them to be, um, kind of extracting their potential out of them. And so really all of that boils down to the intentional investment piece where I'm available to them um, and I'm 
taking proactive measures to um, be be a positive source in their life. Yeah, yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of responsibility, and mm -hmm. you take that very seriously with the boys and men that you guide and lead through these different positions that you hold. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's something to be taken seriously when, yeah. when you're in a position of influence and a position of leadership. I know we'll talk a little bit about that, but when, when you're in a position of leadership, that's nothing to take, take lightly, especially when you work with youth. Um, and, you know, some of them have great influences in their life. Some of them have don't have great influences in their life. And so being someone consistent, someone that's steady in their life, someone that um, is always going to be there for them and is intentionally pouring out of themselves into them is, is extremely important. Yeah, and I mean, so since you mentioned, you know, leadership and you have these positions as a coach, or you had these positions as a coach and now through ministry, um, you obviously have a lot of experience in those leadership areas. So how does leadership play a role in engaging boys and men? Yeah, I think, first, first of all, um, the task at hand is to under, is to help uh, boys and men understand the influence that they have. Um, so you know, obviously with boys, they're they're much more unaware of the influence that they have on, on others and um, in in their environment and who's around them. But first, the task is to kind of get them to understand you have influence um, as a human being. And then, the really the most critical task is helping them understand that with each choice. And decision that they make or that they're going to make throughout their lives that is um, a decision to steward that influence either in a positive direction or in a negative direction and so that that's kind of the biggest task at hand and that's kind of how leadership plays the role is helping them understand they have influence and then helping them understand that they can either steward that influence positively or negatively with this, each decision that they're going to make yeah, yeah. it's kind of like you have this power so learn to use it wisely right yeah and and really, as I think of my responsibility as the engager, right, my kind of my responsibility is then to, to educate, to guide, um, to help move them in the right direction um, and, and learning how to steward that influence well and that responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you kind of already hit on this, and I know you and I have talked about it previously in our encounters, but what does leadership look like to you? Like... Um, you said you're the engager. So how do you like? How do you hold yourself to that engaging role? Yeah. So this idea of of leadership really comes down to the word influence for me. Uh, that's the the word most closely related to to the word leadership. And so this this idea of being a leader or someone in a leadership role that's when you need to steward your influence well. And when I talk about stewardship or stewarding, it's simply this idea of how do you handle the things that have been given to you? Um, how do you take responsibility for things that have been given, been given to you, and as I've already previously said, again, you, that can either be positive or it can be negative. Um, but a leader is someone who takes their influence, takes what they what has been given to them, their platform, whatever that looks like, and they they steward that well. And so for me, as the engager, I think again it goes back to intentionality and being purposeful and meaningful in every interaction that I have with um, with a with a boy or with a man, and um, viewing that as a vessel through which. I can, I can invest in them and I can lead them, again, either in a positive direction or, or a negative direction. Um, and so that's kind of what leadership looks like to me. Yeah, I feel like as a leader, you can't just talk the talk. You have to walk the walk as well and hold yourself as an example um, and recognize you know, where you stand in all these things too and how that comes across to these people that you're influencing as a leader. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, you're definitely under a microscope uh, more so than others. And again, not something to be to be taken lightly. Yeah. I think about the word influence and how it's blown up recently in like today's culture with um, you look at social media and people are now called influencers like that's their mm -hmm. profession. And it's like people are looking to these influencers to guide them in their life. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there are very good influences, people who are influences, but there sometimes can be that one that kind of leads people down a path that might not be the best. And um, I think what you're saying with your leadership is influencing them in a way like, hey, look, I'm living this way. You can too. You have a positive influence. Like, let's let's use the influence you have now. Like, yeah, you're only 14, but look at all these people looking at you around, looking up to you, right? And I think about it like you're the chaplain of the men's basketball team at NBNU. They have a platform. I mean, if you go to those games, you see all the all the boys around. We actually just had an event at NBNU um, where we hosted Fredericktown boys basketball team. Yeah. And so and. They were ecstatic to be there, yeah. cheering on and being you, mm -hmm. cheering on Kenyon, you mm -hmm. know. And so it's whether or not the NBNU boys basketball team realizes they have an influence or not, they have a right. whole team of students watching them from the bleachers, watching what they're doing, and probably going to take some of what they watch back to their home school and implement it that way. So I think influence is such a big word, especially today mm -hmm. in today's culture. Um, whether or not you're an influencer on TikTok or Instagram or an influencer playing basketball on a Friday night, right? Yeah. So that's really, really interesting that you use the word influence because I, mm -hmm. I, I love the word influence. I think mm -hmm. it's such a great like way to describe like a leadership mm -hmm. characteristic. Mm -hmm. um, but thanks for that. Well, no, and I think that's a very important conversation, and and we we could spend a whole podcast talking about social media. Yeah. Um, in the ways that it is forming our, our boys and our men. Mm -hmm. However, um, yeah, I'm not going to get on the soapbox, but like, and then that's so true. I guess when I, when I was thinking about influence, I haven't thought about it, how, how it's been, really been transformed mm -hmm. over the past couple of years into what it is now yeah. through social media. And again, I'm not all anti-social media. Um, I think there are, are positive influences that are doing good work on, so, and on and through social media. Um, but yeah, we're not, I'm not going to talk, talk about social media. But I think, yeah, like you said, with the, the boys' basketball team over at NVNU, that's a, that's a great example that there are so many people um, who look up to them. And, and, you know, Coach Renee has done a phenomenal job of, of stewarding his influence well to building that program up through our culture that now people look up to those players. Mm -hmm. um, and they know that they're, they're guys of high character. And so now my task then is someone who is spending time with them and, um, having influence over them and speaking over over them and into them um, is, again, just to shepherd them in there as they kind of go through this journey of becoming a man um, who is, is, high, is engaged in a um, collegiate sport at a, at a high level. And um, how does that work on the court? How does that work off the court? How does, what do our lives need to look like um, as someone with that much influence as a collegiate athlete? Yeah, exactly. So why do you think it's important to engage men specifically? Mm. Yeah, so I think with men, it's important to engage them because we have to be reactive to the ways in which they've already been formed. Mm -hmm. They've spent a certain amount of time becoming a person, a certain type of person. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I think about men specifically, right, they, they've spent 
a certain time becoming a person. So we have to be, as leaders, as persons who are engaging them, um, reactive to the ways in which they've been formed. And we do that through multiple ways. You know, <clears throat> obviously we're talking about stigma and breaking stigma and the lies and the stories that they believe about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, and some of those things run really deep with men just because, again, they, they've had a longer time to become a person. I also think about their habits um, when, when, when men kind of transition out of high school or into the real world or out of college into the real world. Um, they're really going to their habits are, are really going to be exposed at that time and, and who they are through the things that they do. So we have to be reactive to certain habits of their relationships. I don't need to say much about that because it's no secret that we become like the people that we're around. And so who, who men surround themselves with specifically in those early years after they get out of either high school or college are crucial. And we have to, we have to be reactive to that if they don't have positive relationships in their life. And then just their environment, you know, what, what they, what they do as a job or what, what vocational path they're taking, um, things that they're surrounding themselves with on a daily basis. And so much more with men than boys, we have to be reactive um, and really be intentional in where we want to guide them into. Yeah. Yeah, and so you mentioned how engaging with men, they've already kind of started to become their person Mm -hmm. and who they're going to be, and you have to be a little more reactive to that situation. So then how... um, how is it different and why is it important to engage boys then? Yeah, I definitely would view engaging boys much more as being proactive, yeah. um, right? Because you think of boys and, you know, they they are in the crucial stages of development. And so this is, this is the prime time to be proactive. Um, again, with things that <clears throat> our culture and our society are feeding them about certain stigmas and lies about who, who they are. <clears throat> and I think social media definitely plays mm-hmm. a role in that certainly, um, and just what they're what they're consuming and what they're getting at school from from their environment and friends. And again, with with their habits, um, they're still kind of under the direction of their parents. And so, as someone who's in, engaging boys or someone who's leading boys, you can't. Um, it's not you versus the parents. It's kind of you working with the parents and saying, hey, these are some things that I may see habit-wise, um, you know, within within your son or, you know, whatever that looks like. And so um, how do we kind of be proactive in starting to counter some of those things so that when they get into the real world as a man, right, we don't have to be as reactive with that. Um, and it's, just, it's the same kind of list, right? You've got relationships, um, making sure that, that they are hanging out with the right people, making sure that they have people that care about them, peers that care about them, peers that um, are good influences on them, that they're spending time with, with those types of people, uh, making connections with people that can can spend time with them and really pour into them. And then their environment, which for boys is primarily their school, right? Or um, you've kind of got your school and then you've got your home life. And again, we as Someone in a leadership position or someone who's engaging boys, you have much less control over what goes on in the home life. Um, and not to say we have control over what goes on at school. All that we can do is make suggestions and be available um, to, to work with, with boys. But I think that's probably the main difference for me in working with men and boys is that men is much more reactive and boys are much more proactive because they're still in that, that critical stage of development. Yeah, I feel like the boys 
just younger people in general are like sponges and they have mm -hmm. all these different things kind of coming at them and they're just trying to navigate life and figure out who they are and so you know as a leader yourself being someone who shows up time and time again being consistent and showing them like you know this is this is an option for you you can go down a path where you can be a leader yourself you can be responsible you can have character all those you know, positive qualities, like you can become this kind of person too. Mm -hmm. But because they're, because they're sponges, right, that can go one of two ways, yeah. right? Because the, everything that they're consuming, mm -hmm. everything that they're taking in, um, they have then a decision to make whether that's going to, to guide their lives. And so that makes it even more scary. Um, but when, when, when I have opportunities of, of influence or have opportunities of engagement with, with a boy, it's, you know, how can we make the most out of the time that we have here to, so that with what they're consuming or what they're taking in is something that's going to be meaningful to them now and down the road. Yeah. So I kind of addressed it at the beginning of the podcast. November looks at mental health through a male's lens. So focusing on prevention, early intervention, and health promotion, they also would work towards a world where men can take action to be mentally well and are supported by those around them. So what does wellness mean to you? Yeah, to me, I think um, wellness is certainly a holistic term. Um, I, I don't know if we always view it as a holistic term, or if we do, we don't know how to handle it. Um, and so I think when we think of wellness as a holistic term, um, that, that means that wellness would require balance. When we think of physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, relationally, those types of things. And so wellness to me is a holistic term where we can't... Um, where we must be intentional and serious about um, where we are and where where we need to be in terms of a health standpoint. And that's, again, across the board, balance-wise, with all of those areas that I mentioned. But um, So I think, one, the first step is to recognize it's a holistic term. Um, it's not, obviously has its, its individual areas underneath it, but it, it's a holistic term that requires, I mean, some things that I, I, I didn't mention there. Um, but then we need balance between all of those areas um, in order to be well and to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think is important to remember when hoping to engage men in programming that's related to things like mental health, bullying, suicide, violence, things of that nature? Yeah, I think of the utmost importance is creating and cultivating authentic community. Again, this goes against most of stigma and stereotype with, with boys and men, but they they just as much need authentic community as anyone, right? Good, good authentic community pretty much does two things for us. It exposes us and it encourages us. And when I mean expose, what I, what I kind of mean by that is that it helps us realize who we really are and, and um, what's really going on in our lives in a safe space, mm -hmm. right? Because so often we don't have specifically boys and men, they do not have safe spaces to, expo to for them to be exposed to who they actually are and who they're actually becoming. There are very dangerous spaces, spaces social media, right, um, maybe around less mature friends. Um, so a good, good authentic community can expose us in a way that, in a safe space to be who we are and to kind of see, hey, this is where we're at and this is where we're going. And then encouragement because it does give us a sense of belonging um, it gives us a sense of this is a, a group this is a, a people a tribe that I belong to 
with others who care, others who are empathetic, who are compassionate towards me. Um, and that, that's encouragement. That's encouraging in and of itself. And so when I think of programming, um, I think, and this is something where I'm really passionate about heading with, with youth, with, you know, a youth group, um, is cultivating authentic community. And with, with whatever um, that, that may come out to be, but, but a, a place where, um, you know, men can, can be themselves they can be open, they can be honest, they can be vulnerable, um, and they can they can grow together with, with other people. Yeah, I think that the point of community that you bring up is so important because I think it really, when you have that group of people around you that support you and that you trust, that, you know, you can see in others, you know, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Other people also um, go through hardships, go through maybe similar things in life, and we can lean on each other and look to each other for guidance and support when we all do go through those hard times. Yeah, and I think the natural progression for a man or even for a boy is to feel a certain emotion. In uh, this particular um, sense, maybe I'm thinking more negative or think, think a certain thought or whatever that may look like. Um, we feel it, we think it, we recognize it. But then there's no channel or there's no avenue to express it, to work through it, um, anything like that. And so that's what community does for us. And I think that's that's honestly where we're lacking. You know, I'm, I, it's hard not to mention that we're living in the most radically individualistic society yeah. that we've ever lived in in human history. There's never been another time in human history where a society or culture has been more focused on the self. And, and I think that's really damaging to our men and to our boys. Um, who are all, who have already been fighting stigma for so long and fighting stereotypes for so long um, that now we now more than ever we need community. I think that's the cool thing. Um, we talked about sports quite a bit. Being mm -hmm. you were the chaplain for the men's basketball team, I think that's something that sports give to men and boys is that community. That um, maybe not a community that they pick, but it's mm -hmm. cultured in a way or like. Trying to think of the right word, cultivated in a way mm -hmm. that you already are building that community. You have a group of boys and men surrounding you that you can go to, like, hey, that, mm -hmm. this is where I'm at. Like, have you ever felt this way before? Type of thing. You are absolutely right. That is that's that's spot on. Sports more just more, about more so than anything. Um, at least gives us the opportunity for that. Like you mm -hmm. said they still have to choose, right, whether to engage with that community and whether they're going to fully step into it with all of it, all that they are or not. Mm -hmm. um, but I think about college sports specifically with the guys that I work with, they're coming from all different places, from different countries, from different states, from different hometowns with these different backgrounds. And when they, the first day that they step on campus, they automatically have a community mm -hmm. because they have their teammates. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think sports are, are a great way. Um, not, now, sports are not perfect by, by any, any stretch of the imagination. There's certain ways that that, that can kind of go wrong. But in a, in a good, healthy context, such as what Coach Renee's built with in VNU basketball, or, um, again, when you have a good leader, when mm -hmm. you have a, a good person who's in charge, who's stewarding their influence well, then it's, it's going to create for that community. And sports are absolutely a great way to, to build that and foster that community. Um, inevitably almost. Yeah, I feel like sports really create a bond. You know, everyone comes together for a common thing that they're working towards, common goals. Um, 
you know, and working together to achieve those goals. And, you know, when you're working towards sometime, something, sometimes you have, like, these vulnerable moments because, you know, you're not going to succeed every single time you try. And so having that group of people that you can go through that experience together and, you know, be able to fail together, be able to try again together, you know, it really builds those bonds that kind of bleed into other areas of their lives. Exactly, and that's that's the one word that comes to my mind when you were speaking was shared, or one term I should say, shared experience. Mm -hmm. Sports more than anything cultivate and create numerous amounts of shared experiences, positive, negative, hard, easy, right, whatever they may be. Um, vulnerable, honest experiences, like they create more shared experiences than, than really anything um, for a for a group of people yes. together. And so, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on with that. So what are some ways that you were able to empower men and boys? I feel like you've talked about it quite a bit, but like what if you had one thing maybe, what, mm. how would you empower men and boys? Yeah, to narrow down to one thing is hard for me. If I had to pick a place to start, though, it would definitely be just with their identity. Remember who they are. Remember whose they are. Um, obviously, in my context, um, I'm so blessed to be able to remind the, the boys that and the men that I work with that they are, first and foremost, children of God um, and made by Him and for, for Him. Um, but I think more so in general as boys are kind of going up through the teenage years and they're dealing with some of these identity crises, um, remembering who they are and who they've been, been made to be is the first place. And then kind of more so off of that is then find a way to, um, you know, encourage their calling, right? Find a way to help them channel their purpose. Um, because I think when we talk about mental health, when we talk about bullying and suicide and all that good stuff i think what all of that does is it it simply makes us more confused about who we are and what we're here to do and um and, and that's the unfortunate part of it because it's something that's being done to you and it's only making you maybe more confused um or whatever that may be with man what's my actual what's my purpose what's my identity and so recognizing their skills their gifts their talents and abilities and kind of using those as channels to hey this is your purpose, right? This is this is who you are. Um, let's channel your purpose through the through the ways in which you've been been blessed with your gifts and your talents and your and your things like that. And then lastly is obviously just find your people, right? And get into a community as fast as you can through sports, through clubs, um, through any means really necessary or possible. Go go find your people. So that kind of trifecta of identity, calling, and community, I think, is probably three of the ways in which me personally um, and really anyone else can empower men and boys and if you're in a leadership position or a position of influence. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk to us today. We've learned a lot from you, and I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk to us um, and talk to the people who are going to listen to this about what leadership looks like in engaging boys and men. So thank you so much for sitting down to talk to us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, been a blast, and I think these are important conversations, and I'm yes. glad that we have someone in our community who is willing to ha have these conversations and because um, they're no more needed than now. So. Yes. Stay tuned for more things coming from your directions in the next few weeks. We're excited for some 
new stuff coming. So thank you for joining us today. Thanks for tuning in. 